What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, Mike C-Rock. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate your listenership, your engagement with the What Are You Made Of movement and the Rocket Fuel book. Today, we have Darren Prince with us. He's an international bestselling author of his memoir, Aiming High, and he is a prominent sports and celebrity agent and global advocate for addiction and recovery. Through his agency, Prince Marketing Group, he represents icons such as Magic Johnson, Hulk Hogan, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Rodman, just to name a few. Darren, welcome to the What Are You Made Of show. Thanks for having me. Hey, so real quick, before I get into my first question, I always ask, did you have anything to do with Magic Johnson coming to 10X Growth Con last year? Were you working with him then? I, I've been working with them, but I didn't have anything to do with that one. I think that okay. was the foundation. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure because I saw yeah. him. I saw him speak last year. So it was pretty yeah. good. It was the first time I saw him. So, all right. So let's start the show off like we always do and ask you the question, Darren, what are you made of? I'm made of. I think the easiest way to put it at this stage of life, probably, uh, I like myself as this emotionally spiritual tank. And I a lot of work to get here. A lot of setbacks, a lot of challenges, obstacles to truly find my, my inner self at the first time in my life. And, and that happened uh, on the road of recovery. from Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read some of your story, man. And it's, uh, it's really impressive. None of us want to go through those dark times. You know, I had a period of my life when I, I didn't drink beer until I was 18. And when I went to college, I saw alcohol, I saw women, I thought it was Disney world yep. and I lost my purpose. And as soon as you do that, you're off to the races, to the destruction. So how long of a period of time were you dealing with addiction and all that? 24 years from the time I was 14 to 38 and highly functioning for probably four years of it. So you had a period of time where you're like great gaining success, but drinking and partying and stuff while you were doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, for me, uh, my downfall were opiates, uh, painkillers, it'll last 10 or 12 years. Yeah. And how much of your success, like, I don't know how to phrase this the right way, but how much of your success came from those party years? That you have now, though, from from the relationships, you know what I mean. It's a great great question. I speak all over the country when I talk to high school kids. I'm always careful how I phrase that because they could look and say, "Well, wait a minute, this guy was a rock star," and you know how his life turned out. Yeah, at uh, 24, when I started representing Matt Johnson, who's my first client, I kind of went away from the illegal drugs. I had a lot of physical damage from working out and stress. You know, everyday type of stress, a sciatica. Uh, really introduced me to getting Oxycontin's, Percocets, Vicodin's, which for a long time were my best friends. I was a networking machine, a rock star. I'd walk into any room, get on any business call, business meeting. But at a certain point, I don't know when it happened. I always like to put it that was once living to use turned out to using for it. And I completely lost the sense of self. And uh, they became my kryptonite. You know, that, that buzz wasn't there anymore. That, uh, you know, false sense of, you know, I am that everybody thinks I am, or that imposter syndrome covered up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so take us back 
take us back, if you will. Uh, you can go back to when you were in diapers or, or later after that, but anytime in that in range, like where, where do you think that you started off on the wrong, you know, down the wrong road? Or I don't like to not take 100% responsibility for my actions, but yeah. things lead to things, right? So can yeah. you tell us the story? You know, I don't point fingers at anybody. My upbringing was great, great loving mother and father. My dad passed in, two, uh, in 2017. It was a business mentor, my closest friend, my sister, everybody supporting me. But for me, it was more, I think, being in special education classes from the, when I was six years old. So I was either in a very small room, not with my friends, or a very big room, and uh, specifically put in a part of the room, whether it was the last row, a separate table. It really made me feel isolated and less than. and not a part of and bring a lot of anxiety on. And, you know, that ultimately when I became, uh, when I went to sleepaway camp at 14 and had terrible stomach pains one night and the nurse gave me liquid Demerol, um, I found my superpowers. And uh, back in 1984, it wasn't a controlled substance like, like it is today. And, you know, I chased it every night uh, for three weeks. I lied to the camp counselor. I would heal over and stomach pain because whatever that was made me feel alive. I was talkative. I was popular. I was funny. I was the good looking one, the buff one. I was able to flirt with girls, do all these things I was never able to do before. And it calmed that noise in my head and just made me feel everybody else. Yeah, man, I can feel you. Damn, I can feel you on that one. Because when I got to college, the same thing happened, man. And I was, I was in the, uh, sports, played football, went to college to play football. Never got like had the girls when I was in high school, really got to college, man, and mm. mix all that stuff in and you're chasing other people's agenda, basically. And absolutely. And it's, man, I go, wish I could go back to talk to my 18 year old self and say, man, just push through this period. And then the women will be chasing you, the quality yep. women. Now I'm very fortunate. Luckily, my wife, I, I've been married 19, almost 19 years. God bless. Uh, I met her and she redirected my commitments to, to mm -hmm. where I was. And I'm very fortunate that it ended up, but it doesn't usually end up that way. And so from there, how did you get into uh, sports management and uh, agency and all that? So I started a baseball card business when I was 14 years old that exploded called Baseball Card City, changed the name to Prince of Cards when I was 16. I happened to get back into it about six months ago as an investor. It's the hottest thing in the world right now. I'm sure you're reading about it everywhere. Um, and I still have the eye for stuff. So my investments are doing unbelievable. And after that, I got into sports and celebrity memorabilia. I, uh, through my company, Prince of Cards, we would do autograph signings with Muhammad Ali, Matt Johnson, Pamela Anderson, Chevy Chase. So I established the relationships with them booking autograph signings. I wound up then starting the agency after that and got Matt because my first client. So I already had the relationships. And I said I was off to the races. You know, I'm thinking I'm on top of the world. I was a late bloomer myself, too. I had no interest in girls. I didn't do much partying in high school. My baseball card business was everything. At 16, I was making $200,000 a year. I was a stockbroker for baseball cards that go to the shows on the weekend, buy all the vintage expensive stuff for guys tack on a profit and you know i thought you know i had uh, you know the, the, the world was in the palm of my hands and so did everybody else and like i said for the first six or seven years with the agency i was signing new clients a networking machine going to the biggest events all the red carpet stuff super bowls ema awards and you know, from the outside everybody thought darren prince had it all about the most beautiful woman and a life and the cars and the houses and uh i was miserable literally miserable and suicidal towards the end. And I'm divorced, but my, my ex-wife, Simone, really uh, was a godsend because she was by me and saw uh, the miracle happen and supported me through it all. Even though it yeah. didn't work for us, she saw a life-changing transformation. So when you were going through all that, red carpets, all that, and then you come home and you were by yourself, like what would go miserable. through your head? 
miserable. I was miserable. I yeah. felt like the lo- I felt like the loser back in grade school and high school. You know, I felt completely unworthy of it. It was a different person. It was my alter ego when I was out and about in public. You know, you'd see me walk in, whether it was with Muhammad Ali or Magic or Smoking Joe Frazier or any of these globally iconic figures that were the biggest stars of stars and other huge celebrities up and around President Clinton, Michael Jackson would all come over and, you know, pay respect to my guys and they're being cool with me and I'm playing it off as if I got my shit together and, you know, I didn't have anything together. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so from there, did you go to law school? No, that, I didn't. So, so how did you get into app, like knowing what you were doing when it came I to I had no idea what guys? I was doing. That's the best part. My dad and I went on a fly fishing trip. I got a bunch of legal trouble which got me out of uh, the memorabilia business. I talk about it in my book where unknowingly I sold a, a bunch of fake autographs. I was investigated by the FBI. I didn't get charged with mail fraud or anything, but it ruined me financially. And I took my last three grand and took my dad to Alaska. It was fly fishing and an old school Jewish guy you want me spending the money I'm like you have no choice we need four days away with each other this place is incredible that's where my father motivated me to you know when you are dealt with lemons in life you can make lemonade and um to speak up and what was uh what was my plan of action what was the next thing I was going to do and I said dad I don't have eight years to go to law school but I want to be an agent and he goes agent Life is about who you know, not what you know. Because you're like family to Muhammad Ali and Lonnie, his wife, and Magic and Chevy and Joe Montana and all these iconic people. There's not an entertainment lawyer in the world that wouldn't kill to be in your position. Go speak to Magic. He supported you through everything that you just dealt with. And ask him, because he's the one you're probably closest with. He's the biggest name. He's the most marketable. And uh, three weeks later, I had the opportunity to be alone with him in Michigan before an appearance. And uh, it's almost like this spiritual awakening before i knew about one he was by himself and he never traveled alone and invited me into his hotel suite and caught up on life and said hey man how you doing financial make a drop i'm coming out of it but you know i have an idea for something i said oh yeah sit down let's talk and uh, always so engaging and when i told him he was like you know man you need a big client though if you're going to start an agency you got anybody in mind and i was so nervous but i got up the courage to say yeah uh, i call him urban by his real name it's like urban I'm hoping it would be you. And he kind of rubbed his face and said, you know, I love you and your family. You're a good dude. You made a mistake. I know all about making mistakes. I'm going to give you two years to represent me. But if you don't use me to knock down every door to bring all the celebrities you can to your agency, I'm going to fire you. Because life is about not how successful I can become, Darren. It's how successful I can make you and everybody else around me. I never heard wow. words like that from anybody in my life. And I'm like, he's literally sitting here telling me I can exploit him to build my business. And he knew that it was all about different revenue streams and different relationships and no ego. And, you know, if he was able to get me clients that at somewhere, some way, somehow, those would always come back. And those new clients would bring another opportunity that could benefit him and me and everybody else. And you know, here we are 26 years later. You know, Damn, dude. been a heck of a run. You know what's crazy about that is anytime I buy something from someone, I like I have a mortgage division I run, a large mortgage division, and the, the other businesses that I run. Any vendors that I use for anything or for training, anything that I pay money for, I always tell the person I'm paying, now it's time for me to make you look good. I always yeah. say that. And that hits that man, that, that that's like freaking so awesome, man. Because I love that. It, it's love it's that. not the responsibility always of the person that you're giving the money to. Like no. you gotta you, you gotta do something with it, man. Absolutely. And that's just phenomenal, man. I love it. Yep. So I think I'm heard from uh, about you through Holly Saunders. 
I think that's where I saw you the first time. And I said, you know what? Let me just reach out to Darren and see what the hell's up. I'm going to find out. Right. Where we've been together for about four months now, crushing it. You know, she's, she, she's awesome. She was another blessing in my life that came through Dan Fleischman. Um, she reached out to him and just said, look, I need a new agent. Not that I don't like my people, but they're not aggressive enough. And who do you know? And gave her two names and said, I literally just worked with Darren Prince and Magic and Bennett Rodman, you know, six months ago. There's nobody better. And uh, yeah, we've been crushing it and uh, so, so proud of her and everything she's doing. And uh, came this powerhouse business mogul influencer model. And we have a lot of great projects that we're announcing that are coming up some pretty big endorsements. Yeah, yeah. No, from, uh, from my point of view, I can see the difference. Like I could see some kind of thing going on just because yep. I, you know, I'm an Instagram guy. Like I, I'm on there as well. And I don't like really pay attention too much to people, but like I'm a golfer guy. So there you you go. Know, I knew her from golf okay. and I just followed and I, and I, I noticed a difference, man. So great job there. So after you got, after you got sober, what was the biggest thing you had to try to figure out how to still be successful and where, like using your personality and your attributes that weren't there anymore? You know, it took a while. Like my sponsor used to say I was an exposed nerve you know, and dealing with stresses and whether it's stuff with Rodman or, you know, Hulk went through a bunch of things and Ric Flair and, you know, just trying to deal with schedules getting screwed up or bad weather and trying to reschedule. I mean, it, you know, all these little things, it was like the first six months really shook me. But, you know, the closer I stayed to my 12-step fellowship, I'm around these spiritual brothers and sisters and showed me how to live life on life's terms without thinking about going backwards and got for a bit of a relapse and then working on those 12 steps and clearing out whatever that wreckage of my past was and just get in touch with the real me. Slowly but surely, you know, a year became two years, two years became three years. And I just, you know, molded myself into the real me between God and my higher power and these spiritual brothers and sisters. You know, I knew I can do this. And even to this day, if I have to go to events, obviously there's not much because of the pandemic. I, um, I like go for an hour or two. I'm not that important that if I leave one of my clients or celebrities that people aren't going to miss Darren Prince. They didn't, they didn't give up the right for chemical relief. I had to on July 2nd, 2008, because I was going to, and I go for an hour or two. I always say nothing good happens if you're out after 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I show my face and I get home and uh, I'm good with it. And now I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book that's mike croc.com forward slash book go get a copy and share it with your friends and family it will change lives guys i would not let you down now back to the show you know just to feel so comfortable my own skin from the inside it's just a feeling that's unbelievable it's why i love and am completely obsessed with the world of recovery and getting this message out there because you know, open recovery exists. And, you know, we don't get addicted to the beer or the opiates or the cocaine or the marijuana. We get addicted to the escape. People don't realize that. You're not getting addicted to the substance. It's that feeling of that escape of reality. And then once you realize what was causing you to need that escape and be accountable and don't point the fingers at anybody else in your life, you point at yourself and you start working through that, the greatest feeling in the world. The best thing for me, though, still is giving back. You know, I, uh, I had a mind-blowing experience at Oaks Recovery last Friday. Um, I went out there and spoke to about 250 people. And my foundation, Aiming High Foundation, we donated a bunch of money and scholarship, five people that were flown in from all over the country. I mean, if you can imagine the look on these people's eyes that are fathers with children that had nowhere to turn but because of my foundation, those are those moments that makes me realize that I found self-esteem by doing a schemable 
And that's what makes me comfortable. I mean, anything I can do, oh, yeah. I found my purpose. I love it, man. You know, look, man, we're here for a purpose. We're put on this planet for a purpose. And as long as we're still doing our purpose, we, we stay on this planet. <laughs> that's the yep. bottom line. So yep. now, now, did you notice, now, not that the people like, like Magic and, and all those people were bad people at all, but did you notice the quality of people coming into your life change once you got sober? Absolutely. Well, we always say people, places, and things. Everybody hears that about recovery. And it's the truth. You just have to watch the people you hang out with, the places you go, and the things that you do. And it doesn't mean that, you know, party buddies I don't keep in touch with, you know, you know, at all. You know, we still keep in touch. They're so super proud of my jersey. I left New Jersey when I was 47. I've been in Cali now for about three years, three and a half years. And, you know, again, they didn't have a problem. It doesn't mean we don't have great memories and I don't see them and play golf or do lunch or dinner when I get back to New Jersey. But uh, just different. You know, I just have a different, very peaceful, very structured life that, you know, I don't like breaking away from that routine. I'm a very big routine guy now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm so happy for you. I know it's been 12 years, but I'm rooting for you to go another 12, 36, whatever, 50 um, years, 100 years. Talk in the eye. No, yeah. One day at a time, I'm definitely going to be going to bed sober tonight. And that's what it's about one day at a time. Yeah. I'm know? rooting for you, brother, man. And yeah. so, so for your success that you've had though, what are some keys to your success that you've, you know, you've already mentioned some relationship equity and relationships and leveraging relationships, but giving back to them as well. But what are some other things that you could say that really made your success? To where you are today and then where you're also going yeah well aside from relationship building you know understand that it's uh you know trial and error you're gonna make mistakes but the way to save on making those mistakes is look at people that are already where you want to get to look at somebody that has the success that you're trying to emulate um and if it's a celebrity or a business mogul reach out to them i tell people all the time facebook instagram send a message you know most people that achieve that attain that type of success they will be willing to speak to your shit your message back because you know you learn from their years of mistakes uh which will help you mentally and emotionally and then financially and uh, i've always surrounded myself with people more successful than myself more talented than me with no ego just because i need to gravitate toward as great as we are what we do and you know people call me super agent this and that there's so much more to learn you know in my industry, you don't, you don't become a super agent unless you have the super clients. My ego is put in check. These guys have all, and women, I've got Carmen Electra, Holly, Denise Richards, they're wonderful. They've all done what they've done long before Darren Prince came into their life. So I just happen to come in and be a great negotiator, have incredible corporate connections, and uh, my relationship building has been key over 25, 26 years. Most people that ever tell you about me will say, you know, I'm the guy that reaches out on the birthdays, the holidays. Uh, you know, if I see something on social media, something's up, I'll shoot somebody a text message, make sure they're okay. 90% of my calls, bro, to this day, I spoke to Holt two weeks ago for 30 minutes. 28 minutes might have been about life, you know? Yeah, 90% yeah. of the call is just about life because we know we always have the ability to make a lot of money with each other, but uh, they truly become family. Really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, man, this is, no, I, I got to ask you this, though, being around bigger people, bigger uh, celebrities or, people with higher lids than, than you and I, for example, in, in their area. I work with a guy named Richie Dolan, who uh, works with, with the uh, NBA, Lakers and Heat. And uh, he's, he, I'm, I hired him to coach me and he did an assessment of me. And he said, you know, your assessment was kind of low on mastery, understanding mastery and un identifying mastery and finance and performance. And I did it on purpose because I wrote it down this way because I'm hanging out with some people that have way higher lids than me on purpose. Just like you said, and it yeah. makes you feel sometimes not inadequate, but 
that you don't necessarily, I guess I'm comparing it to what their mastery is compared to where I am instead of the people that uh, I would hang out with normally. And so that's why I wrote, wrote it that way. Do you feel that way sometimes where it's, or, or did you in the past where you felt like you weren't, you're probably there, but you just don't feel like it because of being in, in the bigger rooms? You know, it's interesting when I was using yes, now I know I'm every bit of worthy of being in the room with no matter who is. You know, I was emailing Mark Cuban you know, a few days ago. Jeannie Buss and I, the Lakers owner, had to call for 20 minutes about life. They might go to the Laker game. I'm treated by, by the Laker organization just as if one of my celebrities. I'll be sitting courtside. I don't even need a celebrity with me. And I know I've arrived. I know I put the work in. I know that I get more respect and accolades now, not because of the business, but because of the personal journey that I've yeah. been on. I'm yeah. looking at the world every single day. And I talk about it all the time. My, when I'm gone, you know, my legacy's got nothing to do with the age and life. It doesn't. I, no, I don't care about that. It's given me incredible blessings and relationships with one of the most motivating, inspiring people uh, over the past 50 years. You know, I want to go down as somebody that, you know, was beaten to his knees from drug addiction and rose back on his feet and sprinkled this all over the world to help save a life one day at a time. I mean, that's what matters to me the most. And you know, I've realized after the book came out and, and the testimonials that I got, Magic wrote the forward, Jeannie and Mark Amy put for the back, Hulk, Dennis, uh, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Chris Heron, who, in my opinion, is the greatest ever do it in recovery um, from Heron Wellness uh, as my spiritual brother. You know, that showed me that this gave me more respect from this journey in dealing with adversity than anything I've ever gone. And I knew I arrived. You know, I knew I arrived. This, this you can put me in the room with whoever it is. You know, I was invited to the White House three times when President Trump was there and, you know, literally right in the Oval Office uh, talking about how I'm going to go into high schools and uh, colleges and speak to kids and adults about this opiate epidemic. And I felt every bit worthy of being in the damn work. And, I, you know, and, and I brought God and my higher power into my life. And, you know, it's, I'm psychotically obsessed with recovery with other people like i said you know that self-esteem helped by doing a steamable acts so for me yeah i i never have that though anymore i actually get excited if i'm in a room and you know gary b's my boy like all these guys scooter braun jay shetty lewis house yeah. they're all my all my boys and you know i i would jay, jay called me about a month ago to thank me for i got him and we're on the phone for 45 minutes and he's taking stuff in that i'm saying spiritually and you know i get that with everybody because again, I put in the work. I have a different mindset about life now. And I think when you give back like that, the business comes, you know, at different expressions. The same MMA athletes took a part of every other athletes that came before them. You know, I like to say life is about now of saying what you mean, meaning what you say, and not saying it. And I tell that to people, no matter how much money you have, no matter what type of game you have. I was on a play with Magic one time because, man, you got to text me that one again because that is so good. You know, or try to understand people instead of being understood. So you don't have to have an emotional hangover, open up your fat mouth, you know, or restrain a pen and tongue. You know, I learned all these little techniques. And um, I said to me, it's not about the agency game. I've arrived from the world of, you know, recovery and wellness. And uh, it earned quite a bit of respect from a, a lot of prominent people. And I didn't do it for that. I did it for me. I wrote the book as a form of therapy to, uh, help further my journey and to help other people. I think when you go with your passion and you believe in your heart and your mind and your soul that you're doing something right, even though it's a lot of people that were hesitant with me coming out about it, look what where life is for me right now. That's the best business you've ever had through a pandemic. 
this year it's starting off even better. The recovery is, you know, through, through the roof. Uh, my personal brand with what I'm able to do to do Zoom speeches, in-person speeches for annual treatment center. Well, I'm a rep for, I've been to their properties in the past four months. Just amazing. I mean, I said, you haven't heard me say one thing about a business deal. No. It made me feel worth no. it. No, that, that, that's what it's all about, brother. And I've been on this journey that I've been on for about two years now. And some of the people that I'm getting to hang around with still blows me away. And I'm just like, man, why didn't I start this sooner? You know, it's just like, I could have did this. I energetically, bro, I could see it. I could feel when I'm interviewing when you, you've, you've got that purity about, you've got that authenticity about you. You know, you, you, you've found comfortability in your own skin. You've got an amazing life in your life that had you make that own personal turn. Oh, I don't know if you have kids, uh, but you know, it's uh yeah god bless you know that's uh you could feel i mean you could just see you're real you're authentic and that in itself you know people want to gravitate towards that as we get older you know that how many yeah, people yeah. full of crap do we deal with that are yeah i don't feel all, like that. yes people or i'll do this for you, i'll do that for you but everybody's got a motive anybody has an end game and i could you know look if i bumped into at an event i guarantee we'd be exchanging numbers and mm-hmm. you know chatting and keeping in touch because i could feel it right for the podcast yeah man thank you for that that means a lot and i just wrapped up my book it's coming out in march having a release party in south beach right before growth con uh march 11th and uh, i'm fired up about that who would have ever thought i'd have a book launch party in south beach as a kid grew up outside of philly just an ordinary guy you know it's weird but so before we get to the last question of what rocket fuel means to you i want to let you know first of all that if you ever need somebody to speak to anyone in your foundation, whatever, like all you got to do, hit me message. Like I'll clear my schedule to be there to, to support you any way I can, man. Thanks bro. So, you know, and uh, so the final question before I do that, how, what's the best way for people to follow you or engage with you? Instagram, uh, Insta- Instagram is at agent underscore DP. I'm on Facebook, uh, Darren Prince in Los Angeles, California. And then there's a couple of websites, official Darren Prince businesses, princemarketinggroup.com. But the one, if people are listening, that could really help my 501c3 is the aiminghighfoundation.org. And uh, I just want to keep using those resources for people who can't afford it. Yeah, I'm going to contribute to that, bud, uh, as soon as we hang up here. So uh, I'll be on top of that. And also, guys, go get the book, Aiming High by Darren Prince. Darren, final question. What does the rocket fuel concept, I call it a law now, just like John Maxwell's leadership laws. Because if you implement the stuff that I talk about to prepare proactively for setbacks, you become unstoppable. What does converting setbacks into rocket fuel mean to you and what it's meant to you in your life? You know, I think you have to learn to love losing. You got to learn to take those L's. You know, those L's are everything. Uh, It can't just be about winning because I don't learn anything about myself when life is going great. I actually enjoy it now. I embrace it when I have an off day or an off week. That's when that rocket fuel comes in. You know, adversity introduces us to our true selves. So those setbacks, as my good friend Joel Olstein says, are actually setups. And so many people get stuck in their own head in that moment. It's just, oh, this is the worst. This is catastrophic. This is a nightmare. None of it. The bottom line is, you know, most of them are luxury problems if you know how to change your perception and your perspective on whatever it is that you're going through. The greatest setbacks in my life have all been setups to put me in this position I'm in today at 51 years old. I wouldn't change a freaking thing. I already went back and spoke to my 18-year-old self. I'm big on NLP. My boy, John Alvino, gave me his eight life-changing sessions. He studied with, uh, with Tony Robbins, Yoda, and a bunch of other people huge in that world. And you know, I had that talk. It was the most healing, incredible, beautiful experience I've ever been for to say everything's going to work out the exact way it was meant to work out. 
And uh, it was almost like I felt like this erupt, you know, when I woke up out of the subconscious trance and uh, rocket fuel. You know, you just, you got to clear out that past. You got to understand that, embrace the tough times, learn from the losses, enjoy the L's, enjoy the losses, because that just means you're right around the corner from a victory. I love it. Couldn't have said it better, man. And you're living and you're living when you have good and bad. It doesn't matter. You're living, man. Yep. Darren, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Like I said, anything you need, I'm, I'm available. I'm going to, I'll DM you my phone number. Perfect. Um, and let's just get after it, brother. Let's get awesome. after it, man. All right. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, Mike C-Rock. Until next time, guys, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.